Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride. You can find all my work over at milehighsports.com. You can also follow me on Twitter where I post pretty much everything and tweet way too much at TJ McBride NBA. Um, so we've had a lot of technical difficulty with this podcast in recent times. For some reason, my recording software has not been nice to me. The, the microphone stopped working for a brief second, so I'm sorry for the delay. I'm sorry we haven't had a chance to talk about the Warriors game, about Will Barton's injury, about Nikola Jokic winning Player of the Week, and now the Nuggets have come off a win against the Kings where they have won 126 to 112, and they are now undefeated still at 4-0. and We're going to get into just tons and tons of stuff in this podcast. I'm going to try and make it not too long, but there's just a lot of ground to cover. Um, the biggest of which is definitely going to be the Kings game, but I'm going to quickly go through my thoughts from the Nuggets win over the Warriors. Um, I'm going to talk about Will Barton's injury, how long he'll be out, how long we can expect um, when, when he'll be returning, um, who will fill in for him, and things like that. Um, we'll also talk, go, into, go in depth with Nikola Jokic winning Player of the Week and just how great he was in those first three games. Um, and then we'll dive into everything that was about this Nuggets vs. Kings game. Uh, overall, though, this is going to be a very fun podcast, but before we get into that, let me give you a quick word from our sponsors. Before we get into the rest of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, I just wanted to remind everybody that we are presented by Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flower and concentrates, as well as all of the brands that you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves at having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one -on -one to help you find the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come into one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. All right, let's dive into all of this chaos because there's a lot to get through. Um, let's start with the furthest back point, which is the Nuggets beating the Warriors 100-98. to my biggest takeaway from this game is that this Nuggets team, first off, is just not scared of anybody. They don't care that they're facing arguably the greatest team ever assembled in NBA history. They don't care of the talent that they have within that roster. They don't care that they got outshot. They don't care that they missed a bunch of free throws. All they cared about was that they found a way to win no matter what. I mean, think about it. 
the Nuggets shot 40% from the field, 18% from three, and missed 18 free throws. The Warriors outshot them in every spot on the floor, and somehow the Nuggets still grinded out a 100-98 victory. I mean, flat out, this Nuggets team isn't scared of anybody. They understand that when they play their own brand of basketball, they are absolutely able to hang with whoever they want to within the National Basketball Association. They have the talent, they have the determination, they have the drive, and they have the know-how to be able to pull this off. And looking at that Warriors game, that was exactly what this was. It was the Nuggets doing everything it took just to come out with a victory. And the biggest place where that started was the defensive end of the floor. They didn't care that it was the Warriors. They didn't care that it was Kevin Durant, whether it was Wancho defending him, Trey Lyles, Torrey Craig. It just didn't matter. I mean, Monte Morris face-guarded Steph Curry the entire time he was on him and basically smothered Steph Curry. Monte Morris did. This is not to take a shot at Monte Morris, but when you're 6'2", 6'3", with a skinnier frame, it's extremely difficult to fight through screens and stay with a guy like that while still being a productive backup point guard on the other end of the floor. But yet, Monte Morris has had that determination within him just to prove himself that he can stick with the best of the best, arguably one of the greatest point guards ever and definitely the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry. From top to bottom, the Nuggets just wanted this game more than almost anything else and because of that, they managed to come away with the victory. The Nuggets at that point had the best defense in all of basketball. I believe they had the second best net rating and everything went as good as it possibly could have. Um, there was one negative from last week's games and process throughout the season was Will Barton's injury. So Will Barton goes up for a, a reverse layup, and he hears something pop um, on the takeoff. What ended up happening is that he hurt his adductor muscle, which is something, which is a muscle that is between the groin and the torso in his body. And when that happens. It, it, it obviously was agonizingly painful, but he couldn't. He didn't really have that much movement. After the game, Will Barton was able to stand on his own. He went and showered on his own. He walked out of the locker room to his car on his own. So it wasn't like it was a debilitating injury, but when it first happened, and you saw Will Barton on the floor, and you saw him have to get carted off because they couldn't pick him up without him writhing in pain to that degree, it was terrifying for what could potentially be the outcome of that injury. I know a bunch of us on Media Row at that game were like, uh-oh, he tore his labrum in his hip. This is it, six to nine month recovery time. Some players never come back the same off that kind of injury, but thank God it was only an adductor slash groin injury that he is dealing with. As of uh, Wednesday morning, Will Barton went to Philadelphia, which is where Jamal Murray and Mason Plumlee had their sports hernia surgeries done. Um, That same doctor was the same doctor that performed the surgery on Will Barton this morning, and the surgery was successful. The timeline that we're looking at for Will Barton is five to six weeks, but he will be reevaluated once he gets to that six-week level. So odds are that it's going to take a couple extra weeks for him to get back ready in game shape. So we're looking closer to two months that Will Barton will be out, which will put him right around Christmas time for his return. While that sounds bad when you just say it like that, it's actually not that terrible of a situation. Will Barton will be able to have time to get back into a rhythm, get back in game shape, and help the Nuggets in a playoff push, and have the time to get acclimated to the speed of the game again with the fact that he's coming back in late December. So that actually isn't the worst case scenario. Um, It's very, very good. I actually talked to Will Barton. He is in high spirits, and Michael Malone actually reiterated that exact same point, that Will Barton is in high spirits. 
spirits, and that's a very, very good thing for somebody who hasn't really been injured much in their life at all. So the next thought process is who is going to fill in for Will Barton while he's out? So for two games now against um, the Golden State Warriors and as well against the Kings, Torrey Craig is who started at small forward for the Nuggets, which makes total sense because he's a def- he's great on defense. Um, he gives you tons of energy. He's one of those hustle players who will go get loose balls and fight for 50-50 balls like that and really provide a little bit of extra aggression and tenacity to this Nuggets uh, starting unit. Um, so, so far, Torrey Craig has going to continually be the starting small forward for the Nuggets. Michael Malone did hint that he could go to starter by committee, which would mean that you can talk about Wancho Hernan Gomez or Trey Lyles slotting into the starting lineup depending on the matchup, but I don't see that happening. I have a very strong suspicion this is going to be Torrey Craig's role until Will Barton returns from injury. What that does do, though, is it opens up the opportunity for Wancho Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley to play big minutes together off the bench like they did against the Kings. Um, I mean, if you look at the box score, Monte Morris played 20 minutes and Wancho Hernan Gomez played 25 against the Kings. Uh, Malik is just filling as that backup shooting guard, Wancho as the backup small forward, and then you have Trey Lyles finishing things out as the backup power forward. So that rotation, that 10-man rotation makes a lot of sense, and it allows all these guys to actually get tangible minutes for the, for the first time in a very long time. So that's the thought process when it comes to who's going to fill in for Will Barton. He is going to be missed having his ability to create no matter what the situation is, whether it's for his teammates or for himself, is going to be missed out a lot. But what Gary Harris showed us against the Kings is that he can fill that role very well. We'll get to that more in a little bit. Um, I'll talk about Gary Harris a lot more in depth when I get to the Kings game, but that's kind of the gist of where we're going to be with Will Barton. All right, last order of business before we get to the Kings game. Um, Nikola Jokic won Player of the Week for the first week of the season. Nikola Jokic is now one of a few players in Nuggets history to win three or more Players of the Week awards. Um, the, the list is Alex English, Allen Iverson, um, Dikembe Mutombo, Carmelo Anthony, and Chauncey Billups are the only players in Nuggets history to win three or more Player of the Week awards. Nikola Jokic is only 23 years old and has already grabbed three of those, so that's impressive in its own right, and what's even more impressive were just the dumbfounding numbers that he put up. So, not including the game against the Kings, this was only the first three games of the season, Nikola Jokic averaged 26.3 points per game on 63.2% shooting from the field, 50% from the three-point line, and 81.8% from the free-throw line. He threw in 10.3 rebounds, 7.3 assists, and this is where it gets special, 1.7 steals and a block per game. Nikola Jokic would not have won this award if he played bad defense or if um, the Nuggets did not win these games. So the fact that Nikola Jokic led his team to wins and played phenomenal defense is what allowed him to win this award. And really, there was nobody else who was as deserving of this award in the Western Conference as Nikola Jokic was. So we had to take the time just to make sure to give Nikola Jokic that shout out because what he is doing is spectacular and it should be noted that he has been this great throughout the season. Before we get into the Kings Nuggets game, let me give you another quick word from our sponsors over at Terrapin Care Station. They are running a uh, special right now that if you go in and you or, and you buy any cannabis goods, products, whatever it is that they're selling in there, and you bring in any copy, any proof that you are registered to vote in the state of Colorado, they will give you 10% off of your entire order. I mean, you're going to get free weed, essentially, or free edibles, or whatever it is, just for doing your 
civic duty as an American and voting. And you don't even have to vote necessarily, which you absolutely should vote, and I will judge you if you don't vote this year. But just to be signed up and registered as a voter in Colorado will get you that 10% off. So make sure you go down to Terrapin Care Station. They have locations all over Colorado. They're discreet. They're easy to deal with. There's parking at all their locations, and they have great products. So definitely go down and check out Terrapin Care Station and bring a copy of your voter registration so that you can get that 10% off your entire order. All right, it is now time to get into the Nuggets' victory over the Sacramento Kings. Actually, what's even better is that this is Michael Malone's former team, the Sacramento Kings, that they beat tonight. The Nuggets ended up winning 126-112, to but the game really wasn't even that close. There were points where the Nuggets were up by as many as 27 points. And it really wasn't that the gap closed until the Nuggets emptied their bench and started playing their two-way players and guys who were just really not, they're just not rotation players. And when that happened, they kind of let go of the rope, the defense started to struggle, but regardless, the Nuggets controlled this game from the tip and on. The biggest reason that the Nuggets controlled this game in the way they did was the was because of Gary Harris setting the tone. This is something that I'm going to hammer in this podcast because Gary Harris, who is known as Mr. Consistency around the Nuggets locker room, he he really is the embodiment of this Nuggets team taking the next step in their maturation because last the last two years, the Nuggets have missed the playoffs by just one singular game in each season. It was because the Nuggets lost games like this game against the Kings and missed out on the playoffs. So to see them come out and take care of business against the Kings, against the Suns already this year, that is exactly what you were hoping to see. And it was Gary Harris who came out with just so much energy, so much aggression, and showing off his entire arsenal of offensive moves having somebody like gary harris who can set the tone like that it starts the game out with an infectious amount of energy and it builds from there and having that tone setter it allows all of that energy and all of that emotion to percolate through the rest of the roster and while things could have been very flat in this game for the nuggets i mean they're coming off a win against the Golden State Warriors when they just lost Will Barton and they had to grind for a win. They were 3-0. and Everybody's talking about them having the best defense in basketball and everything was just so riding high at that point. It would have been very easy for the Nuggets to overlook this game against the Kings and look ahead to the game against the LeBron-led Lakers that's coming up in a couple days. But Gary Harris did not allow that to happen. In that first quarter, Gary Harris had a three that was probably about 27 feet away to beat the shot clock. He was driving to the rim with a relentless aggression that you just don't see in players like that unless you're a Russell Westbrook type, to where he was just getting into the paint and finishing at the rim at will. It was a very, very easy transition for him, and on top of that, he was hitting pull-up mid-range jumpers. He was dunking on people. He showed off his entire offensive repertoire, and probably the most important and most awesome part of this was he's showing off this left to right between the leg crossover move that he can just get defenders leaning and blow by them he is becoming an completely more effective offensive player with an upside that at this point we just don't know what it is because Gary Harris just continually gets better and better and better I mean Think about Gary Harris in his rookie season, 30% from the field, 20% from three-point distance, averaging three points a game. Gary Harris came out of that season questioning if he was even an NBA player. 
Him and Tim Connolly sat down for his exit interview after his rookie season, and he basically said, I believe in you, but you were not good in your rookie season, and you need to prove yourself this next coming year. Gary Harris took that to heart, and he didn't just improve his first year. He's improved every single year from then on. So Gary Harris goes from can't make a shot, doesn't have any other offensive skills that he showed off in his rookie season to becoming an elite shooter and an elite off-ball cutter. Then, jump ahead to another year, all of a sudden Gary Harris is finishing at the rim with just creativity, with power, and with a stupid amount of efficiency. Then, jump ahead to this year, and now Gary Harris is smoking defenses by taking them off the dribble and getting into the lane and creating offense himself. That's an incredible rise and ascension to what is almost stardom for Gary Harris at this point. And not only that, the most impressive part of Gary Harris's game tonight was that he had five assists and only one turnover and was using the gravity that he was creating himself to get his teammates open looks and was able to break down defenses and create great looks, not good looks, by using the attention that he gets from defending teams. So Gary Harris has become really the embodiment of what the Nugget identity is. He's hardworking, he's altruistic, but he's also that second star that can get stuff done when the Nuggets need him to get stuff done. Um, I've already published a big feature that's on Mile High Sports right now about how Gary Harris's ascension directly matches the Nuggets' rise. Um, and definitely give that a read. Let me know if you liked it. But that... It, it's special to see how Gary Harris has become this level of a player. Uh, um, Mason Plumley called him um, an elite player tonight and said that it's not a reach that he could be an all-star this season in the Western Conference. That's how good Gary Harris is. That's not blowing smoke. Gary Harris is absolutely that talented, and it was mesmerizing to watch him tonight. Uh, the other thing that we should definitely talk about was Nikola Jokic had his third straight double-double, and it's seemingly like he is just putting up stats in his sleep. He only played 23 minutes tonight because this game was a blowout, but 6 of 11 from the field, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. He had 14 points and was a plus 18, and honestly, Nikola Jokic was not on his game tonight. This was just Nikola Jokic, I don't want to say going through the motions, but not having his A game, and he was still just effortlessly destroying whoever was in front of him. It was absolutely spectacular. He is a walking double-double in his sleep at this point, and it's really incredible to watch Nikola Jokic be this productive even when he's not 100% on. Uh, Jamal Murray also found his rhythm tonight. Uh, really interesting part of Jamal Murray's night was actually this. Before the game tonight, when he was warming up for his pregame warm-ups, he called someone down to the actual court with him. And when I looked around, it was his dad. And Jamal Murray's dad was his trainer for the majority of his life. He's the reason that he meditates and has all this mental strength and mental focus about him. His dad really was his mentor and his teacher for his entire life. And Jamal Murray has been in a slump since the season started. He's battling injuries. There's so many things that are not going correct for Gary Harris at this point in time. So for him to bring his dad down onto the court with him and to have him talking to him during his pregame warm-ups and giving him little tips of advice it seemingly just made him more comfortable than he was prior to it and that comfortability immediately manifested itself in his game and he missed his first three-pointer but after Gary or after Jamal Murray hit his sec hit the second three-pointer he took he looked up to the crowd and pointed at his dad he gained so much from his from the relationship that he has with his father and from that point forward Gary, i mean 
Jamal Murray just took off. The third quarter, this first two minutes and 19 seconds of the third quarter, Jamal Murray had 11 points. He hit two threes, had a layup, and got fouled on a three-pointer and hit all three of those shots. It was incredible how just explosive he was and finally got to see his shot fall. He finished the night 6 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-point land, hit all four of his three throws, had 17 points and four assists on the night against zero turnovers. So a phenomenal night for him. He wasn't, you know... He wasn't just going off and just crushing everybody, but in 18 minutes to put up 17 points, 4 assists, and have 0 turnovers, that's a great game. And considering that Jamal Murray is playing on two rolled ankles, he has a bruised tibia, which is essentially the bone that's in front of the calf, and he apparently had the flu, that's incredible he was able to put up these kinds of numbers and really battle through those injuries and be a productive member of this Nuggets team. Because when he is scoring and he is hitting pull-up threes and transitioning off the dribble and things like that, it turns the Nuggets offense into an entirely different beast and that's why they put up 126 points seemingly in their sleep tonight because when you have that kind of space when Jamal Murray stretches the floor like that it is so easy for everybody else to get theirs and other spots on the floor. The other story of this game was the fact that the Nuggets bench unit just went berserk. They had 50 points tonight. Uh, Monte Morris was great. Seven assists to zero turnovers. I believe he finished with where is it? Monte Morris had 11 points as well, was 4 of 12 from the field, but that's okay because he was an overall net positive. There's no doubt that he was a net positive in this game. Monte Morris is just such a steady hand. I mean, the Nuggets have not had a de facto backup point guard who they can trust in other than Will Barton, who isn't even a point guard. Emmanuel Moutier was not that guy. Devin Harris is a shooting guard who was playing out of position as a point guard. So for the Nuggets to have a true point guard like Monte Morris in the lineup and in the rotation, it just makes things so much easier for everybody. And I thought Monte Morris was phenomenal tonight playing alongside the starters. Uh, Michael Malone changed up his rotation tonight to give Jamal Murray a little, a little bit more more rest and as well because of his foul troubles so Monte Morris got a lot of time with starters and honestly it was a great look I thought I think that's why Joe I think that's why he ended up being a plus 14 throughout the night in terms of plus minus but overall Monte Morris has been a godsend for this Nuggets team and you, there's really nothing else more you can say that are other than great things about Monte at this point the other player who continued to impress was Malik Beasley um he just Beasley has clearly matured as a mental basketball player this offseason. He is no longer forcing the issue. He's not trying to be Russell Westbrook anymore. He's fitting a role almost perfectly. And to see him defending his ass off all night, to see him making good decisions and putting dump passes down for players and hitting open threes, it's so important that he can prove that he can fit a role, not just be the guy as the only speed that he has at a thousand percent. Because when he does that, he is a very, very helpful player for this Nuggets team. He was 5 of 10 from the field tonight, hit one of his three threes, and overall was just a good player, I thought. And it's really important that he's growing in that way. Um, the Nuggets just, it's incredible to watch them because they just come at you in waves. There's so much talent from 1 through 10 on this rotation. You could even push that to 11 players, depending on how you look at players like, well, you know, when, will, when Will Barton gets back, one of either Wancho or Malik Beasley or Torrey Craig. That's 11 players deep that could play real rotation minutes on pretty much any team in the NBA. And tonight, they had the Nuggets had 8 players in double figures. You had... Paul Millsap with 15 points, Nikola Jokic with 14 points, Gary Harris with 18 points, Jamal Murray with 19 points, Monte Morris had 11, Trey Lyles had 12, Malik Beasley had 11, Mason Plumley had 11, 
There is just so much talent, top to bottom, on this team. It was incredible to see. And when they actually are able to start scoring and they get a rhythm, this offensive firepower is just absurd. They can just bombard any team that they want to bombard with points and three-pointers and any kind of buckets they want to have. Like tonight, they had 72 paint points. They shot 36 of 58 in the paint tonight. It was absurd how good this Nuggets team was offensively, even if their defense wasn't as great as it once was. And the ability to have a bench unit that is not not just passable, but a weapon, it's going to make the Nuggets deadly all year if they can get that kind of consistency from this team. It would be wrong if I didn't mention Paul Millsap a little bit more. Paul Millsap finally found his offensive rhythm. I mean, going 6 of 10 from the field, he had 15 points, threw in 5 rebounds, had 0 turnovers. He was just in control finally. He was hitting his layups. I mean, the rim was no longer being mean to Paul Millsap. And on top of that, he was a great defender top to bottom tonight as well. I mean, you really can't say enough good things about this Nuggets team in this game tonight, beating the the Sacramento Kings 126-112. to The Nuggets are 4-0 now. They're tied with the, um, with the Celtics in terms of of defensive rating for the best defensive rating in basketball. They have the best net rating in basketball, and they're one of, I believe, three teams left with the Pelicans and the um, the Toronto Raptors that are still undefeated. There's not enough good things you can say. The only hope is that the Nuggets can continually building on this team because if they can continue with this rhythm and they can stay on this trajectory, obviously not winning every single game, they're not going to go 82-0, and but if they play with the same kind of, de- of determination, they could go from being a, a lock to the playoffs to potentially a team that makes noise in the playoffs by getting home court advantage and maybe even makes a, even wins a playoff series. They have the talent to do so. And it seems like they're just finally proving to themselves that they can do it. I remember talking to a Nuggets front office member at training camp. And the biggest takeaway that this front office member had was that this Nuggets team just looks like grown-ass men now. They look mature. They look like they understand what the goal is and what they need to do to accomplish those goals. And it's the best revelation this Nuggets team has had. And from top to bottom, this team has so much talent and so much ability and so much determination and passion and drive, and it's going to take them very, very far. Thank you so much for sticking with me throughout all this chaos. I know that the technical difficulties have not made it easy for everybody, but... I will be back with another podcast very soon, probably after the Lakers game. I'm going to start getting guests on the podcast when I can get the technology to work. But make sure you go subscribe to the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast and iTunes. Make sure you also go and leave comments, leave reviews, um, give me some feedback. You can always go to my email that is in my Twitter bio. Uh, my Twitter, again, is at TJ McBride MBA. But if you want to sponsor this show, go grab my email out of my Twitter bio. It's tmcbride3793 at gmail.com. Reach out to me. Talk to me. Feedback. Want to sponsor it. You want me on your podcast. Whatever it may be, I am always available to talk and I'm always around. So definitely reach out and let me know all these things and those reviews leave those five star reviews they are so useful and so helpful and i appreciate everybody for listening uh, make sure to go check out milehighsports.com there's going to be a five takeaways piece out in the morning from brandon ewing um, i have my post game up as well as my gary harris feature on the site and this podcast will be up in the morning as well but until then thank you very much for listening i hope you guys have a great rest of your day
Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and the time has come for you and your friends to have some fun. MyBookie.net is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, basketball, college, and all your favorite sports events. You can take a side, total, or try their in-game live action. Go to MyBookie.net to open an account and use promo code CHAMPION to be entered into our amazing prize pool. That's MyBookie.net promo code CHAMPION. Get in on the action today. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.